As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette. I'm glad you've decided to check out the Relational Leader Podcast. Whether you're a lead pastor or just a volunteer leader or staff person in your church, we all go through so many things in ministry and we have to make so many decisions and deal with so many things that a lot of times we're unsure of what to do. So I wanted to have a place where we could sit together and have conversations about real topics, real things that we're dealing with, and could glean and grow and get some wisdom from those things. And I think if we do that, then we can all be better if we're learning through this together. So that's the heart of this podcast. I pray that you learn something today, that you grow, and you become better in who you are as a person and as a leader. And I pray today that this podcast blesses you. Well, welcome to our newest episode of the Relational Leader Podcast. My name is Kristen, and as always, I'm here with Pastor Randy. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Kristen. I'm, I'm excited about this episode, and once again, just talking about things that are going on in it is crazy world that I know we're in. I know it's so like to sit here and think about just all that has transpired over what five six it's months? almost five months and, since all this started and it feels like yesterday but yet it feels like for feels like a forever. year ago yeah at least <laughs> as well but uh but yeah it is it is crazy but I'm excited to just kind of talk today we, we kind of are going to do things a little different mm-hmm. we've never done this we usually have another third or right. even fourth person joining us. But um, we're just going to have some, some conversation with really kind of a lot that God has been putting on your heart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, through all of this pandemic, um, you've had so many conversations with different church leaders, pastors. And as you've been sharing kind of this message, this revelation that God showed you, I think back in April, was it? Yeah. kind of started putting it on your heart. and Yeah. I just, you know, I'm like everyone else in this or I, you know, I, I feel like I'm finding a pretty common thread, almost a mm-hmm. consensus that all of us, you know, at first was like, oh, it's exciting. It's new. And you yeah, charge the hill. Let's yeah, fix it. Figure it out. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was a little bit of a, hey, let's try this out. Yeah. And then not working on Sundays kind of. <laughs> I mean, was it all bad? I mean, I played golf <laughs> one Sunday. I talked to your wife and she's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Sunday church, but I love spending time with my husband. <laughs> it's true. I felt like such a sinner, though, playing golf. I did. I felt dirty. I don't know. I just I should have been at least watching church. But anyway, but it's through all of that. You know, we kind of it was some excitement. And we most of us thought, well, or, or I, at least I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, you know, maybe a month or two. And then when. Yeah. Well, then we started realizing that this this is not going away. No, like we have to figure out how to live with this. Yeah. And, it, it, and what that true. means. It's a virus. Like. It's not going away. Right. That That is for sure. So we are going to have to figure it out. But, you know, the, the world, we all live with viruses, you know, in our world all the sure. time now. So we'll have to figure that out. But that's not necessarily the topic for the day. No. But what I realized is that 
everything that we kind of knew or most everything in life that was normal or routine or mm -hmm. part of our, our ethos or just habits of life got stripped away from us. Mm -hmm. And I remember longing for, okay, this is, this is getting old now. It's been six weeks and, you know, I'm, I'm tired of this. When are we going to go back to normal? And I, uh, that's where I was at. Mm. And talking to a lot of pastors and a lot of people and just friends in general. Yeah. That's what we were all longing for. And, and people have tried to make normal, you know, what, what now? Like my, my restaurants. I love all right, going out to eat. Yeah, okay. Right. They tell you they have their, your favorite items are still <laughs> on the menu. They're not. No. They're, they're not. not. They're not on the favorite. Like we the fresh kitchen in town here. They don't have my jalapeno cucumber sauce to put on my my chicken and my. I never had that kind. Ooh, I have to try. So it. good. I always get the holy kale. Yeah, mm. and and I go there. It's like it's you don't have my favorites. Yeah. You know, there's so yeah. much about my life that you don't have. It is not normal, and I longed for normal. I want to. We were talking about it before mm -hmm. we started the podcast here. What are you missing the most entertainment-wise? And mm -hmm. you said just going to movies. Yeah, that's easy. I know. I miss that. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And and all of us do. Okay, so what happened in the midst of all of that was God put something in my own life as if, Randy, uh, what you're longing for as normal is maybe not where I want you to go back to. Mm. Could it be that through all of this, the becoming uncomfortable, and all of us are uncomfortable in so many ways, the, the world is, is uncomfortable. You can almost feel, at least the way I sense it, you know how it says that the world is groaning for the Lord's return? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can just hear it, the, the, the earth and the plagues and yep. the virus and the racial tensions and the political, you know, frenzy yeah. that is going on. All of those things, you can almost hear the world groaning for the Lord's return. And here I am wanting to go back to normal. And, and God was like, well, Randy, what if I don't want you to go back to that? Because in my mind, I think I want to go back to normal. But what if that wasn't normal? Right. Or what if it wasn't where we were supposed to be? And what if I just got accustomed to, to normal? But really what was normal was dysfunctional. So you got comfortable in your dysfunction. Yeah. What if? Well, I mean, I think, I think we all do. I think all of us have things in our lives that are dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. uh, there are things in our lives that are that are not the way they should be. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean it's a fallen world. We're sinful sure. people. We we're we're still dealing with our carnal self, our flesh. Yeah. So that is definitely true. But sometimes, what if our normal, our our ethos, our the way of living life, the habits that we've gotten accustomed to living in, what if it's really dysfunctional? But we don't know it because we just are so used to it. Yeah. You know how when you you have a new car or you buy a new rug or a new sofa or whatever it is and it's new at first and then you get that first scratch or that ding or whatever and it drives you crazy but then after a while you get used to it yeah well it's still there but it doesn't bother you as much because you've gotten used to it yeah and we all know people as well think about people that we pastored before or people that you know just friends sure that are in a dysfunctional relationship and you're like man i hope they don't marry them yeah because you see it, but they don't. Yep. And it's dysfunctional. But then once they get out of it and they look back, they go, whoo, man, I'm so glad I got out of that. Or I didn't make that decision to move to that city or do that thing or mm -hmm. marry that person. Mm -hmm. It was dysfunctional, but they couldn't see it while they were in it. Mm -hmm. 
But it's hard to make that transition. Mm-hmm. You got to first realize it, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's even like dealing with addictions and everything else. You have to first be aware that there's an issue or you how do you change the issue right. if you don't even know there is one. Right, and that's really what happened with you, realizing that maybe, I don't know, maybe normal isn't what we're supposed to be fighting for. Yeah, well, so what if I want to go back to something that was dysfunctional? Maybe God has something new. And and I long for what is old, and I may go settle back into that mm. versus what God is really taking me to. And in the middle of that, there's I, I'm not where I was, which I was comfortable there, and I sure am not comfortable now. It's a little bit in no man's land. I'm kind of miserable. There's tension. There's pressure. There's uneasiness and the uncertainty unsettling yeah uh, uncertainty not knowing what's the future so the tendency in those moments would be well i'm just going to revert back to old yeah but maybe god is taking us to something new mm. and we won't go there if we turn normal what was normal mm-hmm. even though it might be dysfunctional mm-hmm. what if it's really an idol mm. in other words something that i am counting on more than god that's an idol mm-hmm Yep. So I've turned normal into an idol. Like I want to go back to that, but what if God has something greater? And I don't know. That's just the thing that God has been. And do you feel that as you're sharing that? I mean, it kind of it kind of fits in two categories, both personally, because personally we long for normal, mm-hmm. but then also, you know, the church, like the 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 actual church. We we're 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 kind of reopening and we're figuring things out, but the tendency mm-hmm. is to want it to be the way that it used to be. But what if even the future of that looks different? It's so true. So it's in both categories. It is t- totally in both categories. Um, you know, as a pastor, you want to go back to weekend services. And we just opened up two weekends ago. Yeah. We started having public gatherings again. But it is far it's from so normal. It's so different. Far, far from normal. I don't know, what, 30% of what our attendance was prior to corona? Sure. That is not normal. And uh, and even the response of people, I'm having to retrain them how to act in church. You know, they're all sitting there kind of, we, we haven't been in crowds again. We haven't been yeah. in church. And so even what we are doing, which, having church, which we weren't doing for four and a half months. Right. I mean, that's okay to have that. That's biblical. But it isn't what it was. It isn't normal like it was before. And I have to realize that it probably never will. But maybe that's a good thing. Mm. Maybe this shaking mm-hmm. was so God could get us out of normal. Otherwise, we would have never left. I mean, wh- why does a mother bird, a mom, make the nest so uncomfortable so that they the leave? The baby leaves. It, maybe that's what's going on. Mm. I mean, yes, there's a real virus and there's literally things going on. But I'm talking about in the spiritual right. sense. Maybe God is using this to make us uncomfortable. I don't think he's the cause of all these things. Sure. I don't want to get into that theology, but... But maybe through all this, our nest of normalcy is getting uncomfortable. And wants to take us to a different place. And is God still faithful, even if he doesn't answer our prayers the way that we want him to? Or when we want him to do it and how we want him to do it? That is a great question. Because... For everybody to evaluate in yourself, like, do I really believe that? Mm -hmm. At the core of who I am. It's a big question to ask. It is. And if you don't settle that, it, it won't you won't be able to leave normal what was normal you'll keep clinging on to that because if you do trust that god is doing something and he's faithful even if i don't get it mm-hmm. when he's doing it how he's doing it or the way i want him to do it yep 
then you will cling back to normal. But if you realize, God, I'm just going to trust that you're faithful because I don't know where you're leading me to, but it must be better than where I was. Mm -hmm. And actually, when I say that, don't misunderstand me. I don't think that life, I don't know how to say this. I'm not, I'm definitely not a Debbie Downer kind of a. a No, you're not. You're much more glasses half full. Always. Yeah. But what if these days of comfort Christianity in America is no more? Mm -hmm. I mean, what if the persecution and the way churches are handled and what, what if those days of, you know, playing golf with people and relaxing and enjoying and just having the comfort of, you know, all the things we've done. What if that isn't anymore? What if the church all of a sudden is more underground than it's ever been before? Mm. I mean, Nevada, they can't, they can't have people over 50. Yeah. But you had the casinos and everything else. And in California, no singing and worship. I don't know what's coming to this country, mm -hmm. but I'll never be ready for it. If I don't go, God, we're not where we were. I'm just going to trust you with where we're going. And, and I think that's just at least a paradigm shift mm -hmm. that we need to be aware of or at least ask, God, what is it that you're trying to do? Yeah. How have you been able to make that paradigm shift? So, you, you know, you, you kind of had this awakening, this awareness of it, but how have you been able to make that shift? I know you shared a message with the church mm -hmm. uh, when we reopened and kind of related it to the Israelites I and their did. journey from Egypt to the promised land mm -hmm. and their longing to go back to something that was so dysfunctional, but for them it was normal and mm -hmm. it was more comfortable to be dysfunctional mm -hmm. and broken and enslaved than it was to go to an unknown It's very place. true. That really was the parallel that God gave me, you know, was that the Israelites were in slavery for 400 plus years yeah. and they, they longed to be out of that. I mean, they didn't, they didn't like where they were, but they had gotten accustomed to it. They had allowed that lifestyle that they were in to become part of who they are. It, 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 it had in some ways diluted who God had really called them to be mm. because you got to go back to Abraham. I'm taking you to this land. And yeah. it, 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 actually, if you go before that, his father, Terah, mm -hmm. was supposed to go uh, to the the promised land, but he only went halfway. Mm -hmm. And so then Abraham goes to the land, and then, then Egyptians take over, and they end up in slavery, and now they're accustomed to living in this normalcy, which really was diluted from what they really should be. Yeah, they almost for settled in what they had, well, they had and forgot the promise of what was supposed to be. Yeah. I don't even know how much they were longing for a deliverer. You think they just... You know, it was it was Moses that got them to the place to where they were. He, he was the one that saw the injustice. Mm -hmm. I mean, surely they were crying in their homes. Surely they were the plight that they were in was like, God, deliver us from this. You just don't see it in the story of... Of Exodus, you don't know that, but what you do know is that Moses saw the injustice. Of course, he takes things into his own hands, and sure. which I think we need to be careful how we respond to all this kind of stuff: ranting on social media, mm -hmm. murdering people with our words, mm -hmm. all of those things. That's that's that was the wrong way for Moses to yeah. do that. If God is going to use us as leaders to deliver people out of their bondage, then I think we need to be careful how we do it. That's good. And Moses handled it the wrong way. Now, we would never kill someone, but we could with our words and our actions and social media. Man, it's 
it's just awful. People don't realize that there's someone on the other side that you're speaking about. The mm-hmm. word still, that's a whole nother thought that we probably need to be careful of yeah, as leaders. Sure. But what qualified Moses is that he saw the injustice. And until he saw it and was willing to do something about it, he couldn't be used to deliver the Israelites out of Egypt. So Moses comes and pulls them out of Egypt. And literally months after they were out of Egypt, they start complaining about, oh, how good it was back where we were in Egypt. The food that we had. The food. And and they said it was at no cost. They say it was all free to us. That's not true. No, indeed. It cost them their life. You know, the things that we have in life that are part of slavery, our old way of life, obviously this is a, a picture of salvation, mm-hmm. but but we all have Egypt in us. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it isn't free to keep Egypt in your life. And you have to realize there's a cost to that. And they were complaining. I think that's a good sign if you are settling for normal. Are you complaining about the way things are now? Because you're longing for them to be the way they used to be. Mm-hmm. So you can't find contentment or joy right. in what's happening now. Yeah, they actually describe it. If you study this, of course, it's in Acts, it's in New Numbers, and in Deuteronomy, this this whole story of them, which, you know, pastors, they all they all know that. But they, they were saying, we want to go back to the land of milk and honey. But, but God called them out of Egypt to go to the land flowing with milk and honey. There's, it's very clear in the scriptures that it doesn't use the word Egypt with flowing with milk and honey. It's only there's some providence, some some provision there. there. But God's is flowing in abundance and immeasurably more, Ephesians 3, going. 20 and 21. And yet, because of our uncomfort of being in the desert, we're not where we're supposed to be, but we're not there. In that season, we're like, oh, I just want to go back. Mm-hmm. And and that's what they were. And we read the story, at least, okay, at least for me. Right, I read the story and I, I know the end. I know the promised land that they go to. Right, right. You're like, just come on, you, yeah. you can do it. Just keep I mean, going. It's Put a great story, you know. It's you know, it's yeah. a few chapters. You're gonna get there. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> just chill out, yeah. you know. But we're basically our story's being written now. That's true. And we would read that story and go, why would they complain for Egypt? Well, why are we complaining and longing for at least looking back to yeah. normal, which I would call Egypt? Yeah. And I think it's just something we need to be aware of, that the complaining of our mouth and the the venting and the way that we handle what's happening in our life now could be a sign because what comes out of the mouth gets its start in the heart. In the heart yeah. Maybe that's part of it. I mean, I've you know, I'm reminded of the scripture of, you know, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in the wilderness, <laughs> if all you're doing is complaining, that's going to. You can die real quick. It's true. <laughs> you know, you know, suck the life out of you completely, and and that's where I think we find ourselves a lot of time. Okay, that's where I found myself, and I think as pastors and as leaders, and I imagine the people in our church mm-hmm. feel the same way. Uh, maybe if there's some even business leaders, maybe your business has been rocked, and you feel yeah. like my business isn't what it was, and so your employees probably feel that way. But but we as point leaders, wherever you are, sure. You have to realize that maybe God is going to use this to get us somewhere else. And the complaining mouth is a sure sign that you have an idol of normalcy. I want to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's another huge factor in all this, Kristen, and it's the longing soul. What do you mean by that? I mean, it's this, 
this whole thing of like not just being negative about it, but I'm longing like I I want to go back to the movies. I like want my desiring that this, more than yeah than wherever wherever God's gonna take. I, I don't have anything to hang my my hat on for where I'm going. So I just have to. It's a faith walk. Yes. But I can long for the things that I had before. Yeah. And uh, and that's what the Israelites did as well. Mm-hmm. So when Moses went up to to Mount Sinai to go mm-hmm. get the, the the law, you know, he was taking too long. You know, it says he was up there for 40 days. So while he was up there, the Israelites, their soul was longing for, for something. And so they took the gold from their, their nose rings and their earrings and they melted mm-hmm. them all down. And, you know, they made a golden calf. Okay, yeah. we know that. What were they doing that for? And they were worshiping it. It was a longing of their soul. Mm. And and I think that when we're longing for something and we find ourselves worshiping the wrong thing, uh, what what could that mean, worshiping the wrong thing? Obviously, it could be wanting to go back to normal. I miss my restaurants and all that. But it is, you know, I'm talking about something way deeper than sure. just that. It's the, well, if the, the the housing market would turn around or the stock market or the job market or my business would turn around, or the income would come. And all of a sudden now, we're trusting for the dollar. Who's going to show up and who's going to give? In the stuff. In the stuff. And what they did is they took the stuff and they they made an idol mm-hmm. of a golden calf. Mm-hmm. And we look at that and go, how, how ridiculous, you know, is that? But what are we making golden calves? Mm-hmm. What, what are we longing for? What are we saying if this would just happen then we would be okay. And it's longing for, for things that really our hope should be in God. Mm-hmm. And and by as a result of that, we know, so the earth opened up mm-hmm. and swallowed them. Thousands of them died. And in fact, the whole generation ended up dying Before and never made it to the promised entered. land. Why? Because they were complaining and their soul was longing, not just trusting in God. Mm-hmm. And it could be, at least for me, I don't want the next generation to walk in the revival or whatever it is that God has in store for us. Let me not define where God is taking us. But yeah. But I don't want I don't want them to walk in it. I want to walk in it. Yeah. And yeah. so we have to be careful about that. So ultimately here here's the the point I think to where the Lord led me in all of this is you have to remember what it is that brought the Israelites or at least the reason for them coming out of Egypt in the first place. Moses went to the Pharaoh and he said, let my people go. We must go to the Lord and worship. Mm. And worship isn't what we do on Sunday. No. It, you know, it isn't, you know, what we do as a church. And as pastors and leaders, it is so easy to let your walk with God and your worship of the Lord be, uh, you know, work. And but, it, yeah. it, sh- it shouldn't be. We were sitting here talking about all these latest worship songs. And, yeah. You know, so much out there. There is so much out, and you know, I'm a. I like to worship. I, I do. I. <laughs> I know. I do too. I can't sing. Worth I'm terrible anything, at but it. Like I am awful. I wish I could. My now, kids tell me I can. They make me feel really. Good. Your kids love you a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying you can't sing. No, I can't though. Yeah. I can't. I can't sing. It. Anytime there's a train wreck at our church services on the weekend, like with the worship team, it's because somehow your mic's in their ears. in their ears. <laughs> And I have seen it happen, and man, they get. Who is that? What's yeah. happening? It's terrible. It oh. honestly is. But I am a worshiper, and I sing loud, and I, I need room, and I need space. But it isn't just what we do at church. Yeah. It's am I worshiping God like that? That's ultimately 
why God, once again, I don't think he caused all this, mm-hmm. but why are we in all of this? It could be that God wants us to get back to a place where we're just supposed to be his sons and daughters, mm-hmm. and we're just supposed to worship him and trust him with where we're going. And, and let the and let the world see the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think about all, you know, every time the Lord, you know, you study and you look and you read and the trials and the difficulties, and it's all to bring glory to him. It's mm-hmm. all so that the world will see how it's great true. he is. And so, I mean, look what we're in now. I mean, the world's going to see, the world's going to know how it's going to mm-hmm. look and when it's going to come. And But but we, we've we got to trust him and walk with we, him. We have it. to. You know, as the scripture says, it's in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. And that's in his presence is just in worship. Now, we know that it took... Uh, you know, just a few days for the Israelites to get out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of them. And I would just say that it took us like a, it, it was on a Thursday. I remember, I remember this because I like to play golf. <laughs> and so the golf tournament on Thursday, <laughs> Friday round was canceled. So all this happened on Thursday. Oh. That's how, that's my markers. But that is funny. But it was, it was crazy. It was like one week. March 8th. You're normal. Mm-hmm. And the next week, the rug has been ripped out from it. It wasn't even a week, Kristen. It was, was a, Yeah, a two day. days, 24 hours? It, yeah. Like Friday, all of a sudden, all sporting, everything, gatherings of shut all so- sorts just shut down. Okay. So it took them three days to get out of Egypt. It just took us a day, sure. you know, to kind of, in an instant, we were thrown into to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it only took us a day to get out of Egypt, normal. But some of us are still... There's Egypt still in us, mm-hmm. a complaining and a longing, longing and maybe the fullness of joy of what we're, why are we complaining? Because we've lost our joy. Why are we longing? Because we want what we had back, mm-hmm. which is joy, which really only comes from the Lord. It's in his presence. There's fullness of joy. So I would just say this is, there's no practical ABCs to mm-hmm. this thing. You know, I think it's just a heart returning to the Lord. Mm-hmm. It, at least that's what it has been, has been for me mm-hmm. and what it still is. Mm-hmm. Because this scripture, I just remember this one in Psalm 107. For the Lord satisfies the longing soul, mm. and the hungry soul he fills with good things. Mm. So I just submit to us as leaders and pastors and people listening, let's just worship him and trust that he is faithful wherever he's taking us. Yeah. I, and that he's with us. Like, he's not still back in true. Egypt. Right. Like, when we longing for eat, like God's not there, <laughs> like I'm right here mm-hmm. and I'm moving this way. Yeah, but God never right. never forsook them the whole time they were there. He had a cloud. water from the rock, cloud yeah. by the day, kept them cool. Yeah, fire by night, kept them warm. Kept uh, their, their shoes on their feet. Shoes on the feet. Nothing ever wore out. And manna every day. God provided manna, bread from heaven every day. Bread from heaven. Jesus says, "I'm the bread of life." Yeah, and. All we have to do is just long for him. So in this season of, oh, I don't know where to go. And the reason why this can't be practical, because I can't tell you next week, next month, right. after November, Here's is all this going to go away after the elections? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It could just be that God is taking us somewhere mm-hmm. that is uncomfortable getting there. But when we get to the promised land, it'll be there sweet. will still be giants to defeat. Sure. We know that. But it'll be flowing. Flowing. With milk and honey. With milk and honey. Yeah. Not just provision. Mm-hmm. but flowing flowing yeah so i don't know that's where i'm at that's what god's worked so in my good. heart 
And I think that um, maybe this will bless some people that are listening and are part of this because I know it has me. It's still blessing me. It's blessed me. I know it's blessed our church and um, and our staff and just mm-hmm. the leadership. And I know all of the pastors that you've kind of shared nuggets of this with. And mm-hmm. so I'm so glad we were able to sit down yeah. and, and, and share this with the listeners here. And hope that you share this message with your friends and your family and other church leaders mm-hmm. that you know, because what a timely word for where we are right now um and where we're headed and the hope that we have because of that yeah i think what it's doing at least what i'm hearing from pastors and people i'm talking to is giving them language for what they're all feeling Mm. and so we all feel exactly what i said no one says oh i'm not i've never felt that yeah but oftentimes the greatest lessons i've learned in life was when i couldn't figure out what's going on i just knew what i was feeling and i heard somebody say and i was like oh man that's it. So let this be language for where you're at and where we're going and how to lead your church and how to lead your family and your business and whatever your uh, God has blessed you with. That's so good. Well, Pastor Randy, thanks for sharing your heart. Sure. Thanks for being uh, a leader of not just Bayside, but the Capital C Church and yeah. investment in just God's people. And uh, it was so good today and look forward to talking again in our next episode. And so we hope that you'll join us uh, next time. But for now, we hope you have a great day.